0: Business of Music and Poetry podcast Where the life of a creative meets the real world I'm Michael Amade Host of World Poetry Open Mic The Michael Amade Show Author of more books than I should mention Musician, poet, and above all Creative entrepreneur My collaborator and conspirator in this project Is Clifford Brooks, the founder of the Southern Collective Experience Poet and author of The Draw of Broken Eyes And Whirling Metaphysics, Exiles of Eden And Athena Departs, A Gospel of a Man Apart He does so many other things as well In this episode, we talk about creativity and health. Without any further ado, here's myself with Clifford Brooks. All right, and here we are, episode five of this business of music and poetry. I'm Michael Amade. I'm here with Clifford Brooks, and we're going to be talking about creativity and health during this episode. But first of all, I just want to kind of uh, find out what's going on in, uh, in Cliff's world. So, uh, Cliff, how you doing? How's everything going with the collective? How's everything going with you?
1: All of the above is fine and dandy, like sour candy, man. Um, today, uh, well, actually, just now, about half hour ago, I got back from Chattanooga, Tennessee, where we uh, taped this month's uh, episode of Dante's Old South, that's going to come on uh, 88.1 or WUTC-NPR this Sunday, Easter at 8 p.m., and our new issue of the Blue Mountain Review will come out the 20th of this month. So, Fantastic. Um, yeah, man. How about you, bro? Oh, man, you got some good stuff going on. That's
0: great. Um, so I'm, uh, I took a two-week hiatus from my daily podcast, The Michael Amade Show, um, because I'm trying to finish finish this book, right? And, uh, and, trying to get the edits all done and get, and I suddenly realized what I, what I was really running into was that I'm spending a lot of time on maintenance of things. Like I would get up in the morning at like four in the morning, suddenly you know, I'm having to put out a couple blog posts for something. I'm having to put out a poetry prompt on another page. I'm having to record a podcast Well, before a long, it's six 30 in the morning. I've spent two hours just maintaining my daily output. Now, you know, maybe for some people that works, but for me, especially when I'm in that deep work place, I can't do any more of that stuff. So I I basically went through this, you know, day long period where I just like outsourced everything I had to do for a few weeks and then just went on my podcast and said, I'm taking a hiatus for two weeks. I need to focus on this. And so I've been doing that. It feels really weird, um, but it's great to be able to sit down and just do work and not uh, worry about just, you know, not worrying about the, the content marketing game, you know?
1: Right. It's, it's, uh, that's something that, that, I mean, not to ping pong it off of what it just did, but the universe, I think it it works in figure eights. Just an hour ago, hour and a half ago in Chattanooga, we'd had this conversation where, um, there was a, um, uh, Audrey Cowan is a novelist in Chattanooga. And we were talking about people that put the cart before the horse as far as, okay, have I tweeted today? Have I got on Instagram today? Have I got on Facebook today? Have I talked about my product? And they, they, they haven't got the product right, right, yeah. right. You, you know yeah. and 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 I think that uh you know, the whole idea of the of first fruits, I think that you've done an extremely intelligent thing, and that you know, first thing up, I mean, I know for me, I mean, it's I mean, people are gonna think we we set this up, but like i mean i have I have lived by the sword of I'm a night person, I don't get up early, but when i the more I read. And the more that I, that I, that I, that I see on, on, on the motivational YouTube videos that, that I've gotten addicted to, <laughs> getting, up, getting up early and ripping yeah. off like a Band-Aid and, and doing that thing you're passionate about first has, has for me, yielded fantastic results.
0: It is, it's been a, a very big thing for me. And in fact, I think this, this lends really perfectly into what we're talking about today because I consider getting up early a huge part of my kind of health Regiment itself, and it's funny to talk about this because, of course, you know, poets, writers, even musicians, not really known to be the most healthy people out there. No, you know, no. we're kind of expected to die early, and uh, you know, take drink too much absinthe or opium or whatever. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, and yeah. uh, I just, I, 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 think that that's kind of like the old way, though. I don't necessarily see that as. I've seen this model change. You know, for a long time, it was the rock stars were the ones who were always drinking and crazy. Well, now you see the rock stars; they're the ones doing yoga. They're the ones, uh, you know, yeah. work out and, and eat healthy, and um, but they also have longevity, and they're they're able to perform long into you know when other people have just completely stopped functioning. So I feel like this is something because I know for me, when I take care of myself, when I'm on my game, I am so much more creative. I'm so much more fluid and in the zone. What about you? Do you feel like a, a big a big uh, influence with that, or is that something that's not so much a thing
1: for you? Um, to address the, I think that they're, they're, I think that the uh, the squeaky the, what the, the the squeaky hinge gets the oil or whatever the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah. Whatever. I think that, that when people, I let's see where I want to start this. We as artists are not only known to party a little too much. Or a lot too much, but um, I believe that we're allowed far more latitude in society to behave this way. So I think in that aspect it kind of feeds on itself. And uh, yeah. God knows that that, that you know we're not going to go have an Oprah, uh, Oprah Winfrey moment about this, but I mean, I definitely went too far down that, that path and uh, and much of it was was kind of adhering to this weird and it's not society's fault, it's my damn fault that uh, <laughs> that that, some, that somehow being miserable. And being an alcoholic and abusing drugs would somehow a plus z plus unicorn equal a great career in the arts, and I never found it. And I think that some do make it, and I don't judge them. But you're right. There's, I'm sure, as a musician, you've heard like all of these artists that have that have eerily died at 28 years old. Yep. Yep. You know, and and, and they left this this brilliant legacy. Um, but imagine we'd never know. But imagine if they lived another twenty eight years. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and and just like you said, I mean, it's it's you when you when you, it's not becoming complacent, and that's something that that again, it's like is it, with my mercurial nature. I've, I've you know, I'm way over here, way over here, and so I've I've really with meditation and, and calm, trying to find that middle path of moderation again, um, or just to find it initially, and I, and the closer I get to it, I find out that people. Well, for me, I write. I write material that makes me happier, and it comes from a happy place. And surprisingly enough, more people enjoy reading it. You Isn't know? that
0: interesting? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can I can buy that. I I think one thing that you know I've noticed for me is that uh, balance is huge. So if I if I completely pull myself back from from living a, any sort of a sensual life, maybe that's you know drinking wine or whatever. Then I, I and I become too much like a monk. I feel like I get pretty boring, you know. But then at the yeah. same time, if I go the other direction, I'm I probably just forget to write in general, you know. I'm just right. I'm just kind of out there. So um, kind of in the middle, being the the conscious being that's able to reflect on the experiences that I'm having, but then still go have experiences has been really useful for me. But like you said, uh, meditation changed my life, man. The the um, the idea of meditating. Really, just uh, and I, I don't even subscribe. You know, some people think it's kind of woo woo and out there. I don't even think it has to be that. I think it can be a very practical, just thing where you're just connecting to your your mental state. You're just slowing things down. You're remembering what's important. You know, and in fact, you were talking really quickly uh, before we we jump back farther into this. You were, we were talking about uh, me stopping social media and all that to do the work, and then also meditation reminds me of this. I heard something the other day, Bob Dylan has not let people take pictures of him on stage for a long time. And I, I remember going to a show of his a couple of years ago, and they, if someone saw someone with a camera or hold a camera up, they'd shine a big light right at right at you. You couldn't take a picture. Right. So someone did the other day, and he stopped the band, and he goes, look, we can either play or we can pose. You choose. Right. And I thought, man, that, that guy's so committed to the idea of, you know, focusing on his art. He didn't even have, let people take pictures of him on stage. Like, he just wants to think about playing music. That's a, that's, that's pretty intense, but it's also like the guy's no joke. I mean, I think he might be onto something in some way, shape or form. So, but meditation for me helps me cut all that other stuff out and remember what's important. And I do a few other practices on myself to do that. So, um, now let me ask you, uh, Cliff, and we, we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but do you have, do you have like a health routine or do you do like a a morning or nighttime routine that focuses around your creativity or, um, is it just like things you execute kind of throughout the day?
1: Um, this summer, um, or this spring, actually now a couple of weeks ago, my uncle in commerce, Georgia, uh, has a a landscaping business and I, I function on a higher level when I have, um, when I have long periods outside, but also, um, exercising my hands on plants you know, and in landscaping for 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 me and i've done it for years in some capacity whether it was, when it was in my own yard and in college i did it i did it on the big canoe golf course people say so you're a caddy no i was in one running the weed eater these are the these are tasks where um uh, i first learned that ex- exercise the act of, of physical exertion and sweat is one of the indisputable forces that has me while i'm because when you're running, like, especially like a weed eater or more than that, like a hedge trimmer, where if you're off in la-la land thinking about metaphors and you catch your leg, you are going to snap into the realization that you won't <laughs> need anything about anything else. Yes, sir. You know, it's like, it's, you know, and I, and this happened a few, it was a couple of years ago, and I was cutting hedges at a church, and it just, that's what I was doing. Like, oh, the, on a summer spring, oh, son of a, uh-huh. outside
0: of a church,
1: you know, and I couldn't curse, you know, and so what it did <laughs> is it made, me, it made me get away from my desk. And stop worrying about that page I couldn't get right, or that girl that didn't love me, or that girl I didn't mm-hmm. want to love, or that. And when I didn't suppress it, but focused on something real, as hippy dippy as this sounds, something as is as is, is immediate gratification as making straight lines and hedges line up, and you know, getting a you know, you, you look back on your on your job well done that you've sweated about for an hour, and you have that <sighs> moment. It. When I scoop back around and say, okay, what was I thinking about before? It's like when it poured it all, I realized that and go, huh, why was I even sweating about that? And then I'll realize it's like when you can't remember somebody's name and then you go to lay down at four in the morning, and you sit up and go, oh, my God. Yep. It's, it's the same thing when I get outside. So working with my uncle again, uh, and God puts these things back in my life for a reason. Getting up early, you know, you, you and I were talking about before you started the show. I mean, I I you know, I, I, I was like, no, I, I'm, a, I'm a night person. And I am, I think, but I have I have made that more of a um, an archetype than it is naturally. So it's been a little bit of getting used to. But getting up around six thirty in the morning, getting my day going, I'll read. Um, there's a devotional book that I read every morning. Um, with, uh, different snippets of the Bible gets my head, right. Gets my spirit, right. Gets my, you know, gets my smile on, kiss my girlfriend, goodbye. And I drive an hour and a half to work. And in that time I get my, you know, I'll get my, my thoughts in order and my, you know, in my mind, anything I'm worried about out of it. So by the time I hit the, the ground running, it's the most cathartic activity of the whole day. I love going to the gym and I still incorporate that about two, three times a week, but I would prefer to get that same exercise doing something outside.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, because we, we got to remember the gym is there to replicate, uh, you know, what you naturally would necessarily do. But, I mean, I isolate as well, so you can make sure you get everything you want. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, so for me, I, I was very similar. You know, I was I was kind of a, a night, uh, night owl for a long time. One of the things that really changed for me, I mean, when I talk about night owl, by the way, I'm talking about when I was making a living as a musician. I would finish work about 10, 10.30 at night. And uh, I knew where all the happy hours were at 7 a.m.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: right. And uh, because I was still up, so the uh, the, the thing for me is that uh, you know I went from that transition from that, and I was I was working you know nights, so I wasn't getting to bed till 7:30 in the morning or whatever. And eventually, at some point, my like my central nervous system started to hurt. I, I can't describe it any better than that. And then I also realized I was making just really dumb decisions, like I was, you know, dating eight girls at one time, and just—I mean, they all knew about it, but it was still really dumb. And right. uh, you know, eventually, I just kind of thought, I gotta, I gotta change this. And so, uh, when I did, I finally had to, you know, I finally took a job teaching, had to switch my, I just switched my schedule. Had a couple weeks to do it, and I realized, you know, if I'm going to switch my schedule anyway, I, I could, I could just teach myself to get up a little bit early. And so I, I did. I taught myself to get up 5:30 in the morning, and um, and you know it was it felt like man, there's so much freedom. This is great. And then uh, when we went to the fall back time in the fall, yeah, I, you know, and I remember hearing about uh, hearing this guy Jocko Willing, who's now a really big deal. Um, his first podcast he did with uh, Tim Ferriss back in the day, and he was talking about how he got up at 4:30 in the morning. And he was like listing the reasons why he did and why he thought it was powerful. And I thought, man, you know, if I got up that early, I bet you I could I could really commit some time to writing and really really kind of hone in and, and make a discipline of this because no one's going to bother me at that time of the morning. People will bother you at night. They won't right. bother you at 4 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. No. So uh, I thought, hey, you know what? The the clock's about to fall back if I just don't change my wake-up time. So if, instead of me going to bed at 11.30 or 11, I'm just going to go to bed at, after the clocks change at 10 and wake up at 4:30. It'll feel exactly the same for my body, but I'll have this extra time. So I, I did, I made the shift and I've been getting up at four thirty in the morning ever since it is my, it, that is my sacred creative time. Um, no one, no one gets me at that time. Uh, except for you. I think you've gotten me a couple times there, but that's because I leave it yeah. open to you. I will, I will read your stuff, but other people send me things. I won't answer them. Right. And, uh, it's, it's So, what I do is I wake up, first thing I do, wake up, I do about 25 minutes of just really light uh, yoga. I find that just brings my consciousness back in because I, I can be all grumpy and, man, I'm not going to do anything. And and, uh, and then I, all I have to do is get myself to stretch a little bit and suddenly I'm awake. Suddenly I'm okay. I'm in balance. I meditate for about 10 minutes or so. Then I uh, make some uh, make some tea, some water, make coffee, whatever, sit down, and I write. And, uh, and that's really what I do that. And then the other thing that I really do is I, uh, I don't do yoga at night, but I use like a lacrosse ball or a foam yeah. roller and I kind of roll out my legs and stuff. Cause man, they get, you know, they get kind of tight, especially when you're sitting there writing or whatever. Yep. And, uh, I'll do that and then I'll meditate for another 10 minutes before bed. And I, I try to keep the same bedtime, the same wake up time all the time because I notice when I'm in the flow, man, my, my brain knows when to click to and it's, it's ready to go. So that that's kind of my focus. I, I still hit gym, I'm still at the gym about three times a week. Try to do cardio, uh, two to three times a week as well. But light on a recumbent bike. I'm trying to take care of uh, joints and not screw with my joints very much. Um, right. And then I eat well. I think that's the other thing. I uh, yes. I'm yes, yes, yes. I'm boring as hell when it comes to food. I go into you know Trader Joe's whatever. I buy. Uh, you know I buy. Chicken, organic chicken. I buy hummus. I have vegetables. I have vinaigrette. I have it. It's boring as hell, but I'll tell you, it makes me feel great. My mind's turned on. My mind's clicked on. I'm not distracted. I'm not tired. I'm none of
1: those things. So that's kind of what I do. It, it's what, what helped me, especially with well, <laughs> directly with food, is my girlfriend's a nutritionist. <coughs> oh, that's gonna and, make uh, a difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and people are like, oh my God, she has you eating granola and gravel and 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 no, it's. It's, uh, it, it's, I eat, you know, it's, it's honestly, man, it, it's the, there are some cliches that are around for a reason. What you eat is the way you feel, you know, when mm-hmm. you eat garbage all the time. <laughs> but I mean, it's so good. Snickers bars are delicious. You know I mean? It's, it's, I'm not going to lie. Are, but
0: are, I mean, they are, but are they really, like, once you get rid of that, once that taste goes away, is it really?
1: You no, know, it's, it, 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 those are things that I leave that, uh, that, 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 you know, again, he's like I'm straight. Like you know, my it's not going off on some sweetheart. You know, lane. like my girlfriend changed everything for me. Seriously, I mean, God, He Lord. You know, and so I'm allowed to have. You know, I'll use that word loosely. Allowed to have, you know, a Snickers bar or something that that that's you know, because when you, when you change your life, and for me, you know, it's it's you know, this the show being about you know, physical health, you know, and you know, mental health, you know, spiritual health. I mean, it's it's something that these are these are topics that you and I. We've been talking about this for years. Yeah, you
0: know? we we talked about this when we're when we're privately talking.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, you know it's, it's, it's all of these things that are, are, are what we want this show to focus on. Uh, you know, two tiers of reasons: one, no one talks about it in the arts, and two, it genuinely, I think, you it'll help people because it wasn't the last two years for me. Again, maybe FYI is I uh, <coughs> had the resurgence of some some issues with alcohol. Uh, and uh, prescription medications that were working for three, four years, but then the last two years didn't. And looking back now, I, I thank God and the universe that uh, things did not get as worse, any worse than they did. Sure. But it, but the universe got my attention, and and uh, the reason I mention all of that is because in the last two years, living this healthy lifestyle um, has been an enormous shock because it's been. Your body, as if you know anything about any, you know anyone with addiction, your body instead of food, instead of love, instead of you know nature, it runs off those things. And I think about if you've not seen the movie Get them to the Greek. Oh yeah, Brand. yeah, yeah. It's the it's the this the uh, scene where they're in the limo towards the end, and and um, uh, Russell Brand, who, if you want some real real genuine. Uh, YouTube motivational videos. Check him out now. He's Played, great, isn't he? Nowadays, yeah. too. No, yeah. Uh, Man. But, you know, he's playing the character Aldous Snow, you know, and, and, and um, Jonah Hill is sitting across from him. And Russell Brand says, when you're an addict, life is easy. You know, and, you're, and of course, you're, you're watching, going, what the hell? And he says, you know, all you're worried about is getting drugs. Now, of course, he's being facetious, He's as, as the character. You know, you're not worried about being a good father. You're not worried about being a good husband. You're not worried about living a good life. You're worried about this one single simple thing but you know the point of that is and it was it, it was it was i watched it at a point in my life i know it's an older movie but i'd seen it for the first time when it just snatched me up by the short hairs i'm like that's what i'm doing yeah. and you know you you don't care about how many people you've lied to and your health becomes it's not even on your your priority list and so in the last two years me getting back into the swing of things and actually into a whole new swing my body has had to reacclimate to um because i was going on zero sleep and uh, you know you get rid of those people who really care about you because they're going to say hey man you're, uh, i'm worried about you yeah, you know yeah. and um it's uh it's 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 you know I, like i said i mean i can't express it enough i mean I, I i it sounds you know and i used to think man you're just making this up but i'm glad it happened to me because i'm a cliff brooks now that's not like the one before you always think man i wish i could have before this all happened you know bang. bang. I'm truly at 44 years old, excited about what's coming next. I do feel like I've gotten that that Dante's lost in a dark wood. The midpoint of his life for the right way was lost. You know that I've loved that my entire life, the the Divine Comedy, and I feel like, you know, now I'm on that path of of redemption. And um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. said one time about Mel Gibson, not dismissing what he said. I'm just using this because I love the phrase that Robert Downey Jr. said uh, he's hugged the cactus long enough. Yeah, you know, and, and I think and then it's really I mean, that's the longest way I know how to possibly say that what I want to do with this is to even if people don't have issues like this, we as artists have been spoon fed, you know, this this um, this 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 tragic catastrophe of a life plan. that That's 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 it. You know, for me, all of these chemicals I thought was making me more focused and, and, and artistic. It became only about getting those drugs, and I didn't write at all. I didn't do anything. Else.
0: I think uh, you're really hitting it on the head, man. I mean, you know, um, and I don't think I've mentioned on the show. So back back when I was um, going through cancer treatment, back ten and eleven years old, I was in the hospital uh, at one point for quite a while. I mean, over a month. And uh, when I came home, it became apparent that the hospital had got me addicted to morphine. Yeah. And so I'm sitting here, I'm like 90 pounds. I'm 10 years old, 11 years old, and I want to injure myself so I can go back and get more. And I had this, I was lucky enough to have this little voice in my head saying, No, this is an addiction. This is not anything, you know. So I, I basically sweated out an opiate addiction at mm-hmm. 11 years old, you know, in my, mm-hmm. my parents' house in Englewood, Colorado. And ever since then, I really became cognizant of like, be paying attention. I can tell you now, man. I'm I'm 38 years old. I can tell you now, morphine still sounds amazing. I've never had mm-hmm. it since. You right. know what I mean. And and I won't let myself. But the uh, the other side of it being, it doesn't even necessarily have to be, uh, you know, medications you're on. It doesn't have to necessarily be alcohol. I mean, it could be anything. It could be Netflix, even. I mean, people. It could be junk food. It could be it could be sex. It could be porn. It could be any of these things that just completely distract you. It could even be just uh, drama. That distracts yes. you from from life, right?
1: I had a mentor tell me one time: you can either be dramatic or successful. Ooh, I like that. Actually, yeah, right. And it's it's and it's, it's deceptively simple, you know. And all these addictions that you're talking about they, again, it's, and that's what people don't understand with your with health. I mean, you can make <coughs> ex- exercise can become an addiction. Absolutely. You know, um, the whole eating is finding that middle road, and you know, people will say it's you know. It, I tread lightly here, but you know, there there are diagnoses that need medication. Absolutely. I think anybody that comes on and says it's all crap, don't take it, should be criminally charged for negligence at the very least. So I'm not talking about that. But I do believe that um in this frenzy to label people that sometimes me included, like I said, it's for, for years I was diagnosed bipolar. And if you ever if you ever Voice, look, I'm not. I mean, I don't have mood swings. I don't have these earmarks. But when I had had a therapist about two years, sit down with me and 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 put me through about two years. Well, that sounds bad. Didn't put me through. I ran through about two years of steady testing, and he says, Cliff, you're not bipolar. You're you're high functioning autistic. Mm. And and it's it's you know. And I mentioned that because it's not that one is better than the other. They're just two completely different animals. And you know, and but through that testing, I realized that I had. I had fallen into the, the, the easy way, which is kind of saying, well, you know what? Um, I'm an addict. Uh, you know, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an alcoholic because I've got this disorder, you know, and, and well, I can't do that because I've got, and, and it, it's a slippery slope. And it's honestly something that there's no easy answer. And I think as humans, we want to say, and especially it just for any rational adult, you want to say, okay, what do I have to do to get into this? And what do I have to do to miss it? And I'll do that. And I won't do this. And it's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's ever that easy, you know. It, it's just it's it's person to person. I,
0: I no, I totally agree with you. And I and like like you said, you know, there are, there are obviously scenarios where medication really does help. Um, I think one of the things that I kind of really hit on was I've noticed that a lot of people that are uh, having issues with health or, or having issues even with addiction, a lot of times there's this they're part of the the general cultural. Um, zeitgeist, I should say, of collapsing from one thing to another, right? Yes. so we're 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 collapsing into eating badly. and then that causes us to gain weight, which then gives us problems with knees. so then we're you know we're physically collapsing into something else, and then we have anxiety around this and we have and I'm not saying that those aren't all valid things, however, when I realized that I could start being intentional about my diet, I could be intentional about how I show up to each day by focusing on my mind and meditation and and, uh, and movement, I could do cardio, which elevates my mood, and makes me feel better, makes me happier. You know, I could do all of these things to intentionally set myself up to be a more uh, cognizant, productive, happy, connected person. Well, then suddenly this idea of collapsing became not that interesting to me anymore. In fact... Right. Uh, that that's I think in a way you know uh, David Data in his book uh, The Way of the Superior Man he talks about how there's multiple stages of what a man is and the third stage which is the last stage is that when someone feels so connected to the um, to the gift of who they are that they just feel like their life is asking them to give this to the world and so they use everything in their power to give to the world and I when I hear this it's funny it's not an ego thing when I hear it I go. That's exactly how I can describe my need to write and to create things. It just comes from here. I can't even I can't even source where it comes from. But I got to tell you, by me working out, by me taking the time to do yoga, by me doing all these things, I make it easier to do this and better. And uh, so, I mean, you know, I know we could go on and on, but I, to me it feels like part of the duty to be a creative person is to...
1: Take care of yourself, so you can do it the most effective, and efficient, and elegant way you can. Because one of the one of the questions that's been, and um, what goes to the <coughs> the haunt haunting, but definitely on my mind is, what is our responsibility as an artist? And I. <laughs> any of my life-changing things always comes back to my mom um <laughs> i was doing a photo shoot one time which i'm not being overly humble i mean i'd rather slam my foot in the car door than have my picture taken I agree. and so this the photographer was there and um the good photographers you don't know they're taking pictures you know they'll, they'll, you'll forget it they'll give you they'll get you doing something and i I'd, I'd lit a cigarette and i was smoking and i didn't i didn't i didn't know and he got a picture of me and it was a good picture, not because I was smoking. It was just it was a natural. It was, I wouldn't look at the camera. And uh, it got online, and my mama called me, and she's like, "Baby," and I'm like, "What?" You know, they got, all mama's got that think, well, you know immediately, yeah. you hundred, you're you're in it. I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "Don't what, man?" I'm like, ma'am, like, you know, "You take that picture down." I'm like, "What picture?" And I'm thinking, like, in my mind, like, "Oh God, what's what's <laughs> in it?" And she says that that picture of you smoking. So I'm like, "Oh." yeah she's like what did you think i meant I'm like oh no 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 no, no. <laughs> and uh i was like mama look it's not a big deal you know that's not why i had to, but it's, it, i don't care what you meant it's the picture that's up and she actually doesn't sound anything like this she hates it when i do her <laughs> but um she's like she says take it down because they're gonna they're, you're you're a public figure now and no matter what you think there'll be kids watching you and they're gonna smoke <sighs> i said mama if those kids start smoking because of a poet, they've got the worst parents in the world. <laughs> she paused for effect. She set the whole thing up, and she goes, "Well, I guess that poet's mama is the worst parent of them all." Oh, of she course. Oh my gosh. Through the phone, and I said, "Mama, I'll never do it again." <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's it's, it's a joke. It's, it's a true story. To, 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 you know, what is our responsibility? You know, um, you know, it, it, what you said, like getting our voice out there. You know, I, I honestly. I, I, I go through narcissistic doubts where I'm like, am I am I just so full of myself that I, I think that, that people want to read this stuff? Yeah, me too. Because you know if you you know, it, not to get too far off the beaten path, but if you can tell me where inspiration comes from, I will tell. I'll call you a liar, because I don't know. I, I don't know people. You I know, mean, I, and that's that's the, that's a heated question. You know, where does it come from? Where does it come from? Where does it come from? I'm like, what? God, babies, what? You know, they're like, no, your ideas, and I'm like. And I'm like, there's going to be a fistfight in this library because I, I, I don't, and people, and unless you were one that's born with the divine fire, I'm not saying judging one or the other. But unless you're,
0: you're not, Mozart, right? Yeah, and you're yeah. like, yeah.
1: You, you, unless you, you know, even he, I don't think he can't tell. He just loves to do it. I love yeah, to do it. You yeah. love to do it. So the, the the greater scheme here is that you know, once you know, you get some mileage under you, and you get some words written, and you do have people that truly appreciate what you're doing. Do you make an extra concerted effort not to act like a dumbass? You know, I mean, is that, I mean, I mean, it is, I'm not trying to, you know, make. No, it's dispir- a great way to say it. Yeah, but you know, it's like, you no, know, now, you know, honestly, it's, it's, it's when, you know, in the yes, in this day of technology, the camera's always on you the only way i mean to me again that that, that doesn't put stress on me to, to behave i'm I, you, if you want to make sure i behave put a camera on me if i know i'm being watched not, <laughs> i'm not so stressed i'll be you know yeah. it's but, but again the, the, the best way to not worry about it at all is is to make that practice and these words you know they they, they i'm not the so swami i'm not sitting on the top of a of a mountain with you know in in, in the in a thoughtful pose it just these are things that that have made a tremendous um upward shift in my mood my, my it's taken about a year and a half for my body to reacclimate to uh living a healthy life and uh living without any chemicals but i'm not one of those that um because if for the people that do want to write us i'm, I'm not one of those like you know if 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 i you know having a problem with alcohol anybody that has one occasionally you're a drunk don't do it i'm not like that you know right. because the whole rule is moderation 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 and it's it's you know, to me it's it's you know, I they're, they're to take that, you know, again, people going from the, the the addict's frame of mind to becoming an addict to sobriety, and I know that sounds odd, but where they get up on a soapbox and they start preaching to others, it's disingenuous. Um I, I I think that it uh it alienates more people than it brings around to hey, maybe this is a way to live. Um and then again, as we talk about this, you know, as we do this show and once it goes on air you know, there is a new responsibility to live that life. You know? I think so. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th-
0: yeah. there there's a there's a responsibility for the people who are who are watching because believe it or not, a lot more people are paying attention to you than you think. And I mean and I, I remember the first time that ever came up, I was I was leaving like a radio show with World Poetry Open mic back in like 2013, 2014, just a couple of years after we launched at two in the morning I go in to go pay. The guy looks at me from behind the register and he goes, you're on that World Poetry Open Mic show, aren't you? And I go, yeah, I am. He goes, you know, I got to be honest. I, uh, I don't like your show and I don't like you on it. <laughs> I said, oh, thanks. And I just heard and walked out like I just went and picked all my god," and left. Like, I, I didn't care. But the, the point being is like you got people who there's people who are paid attention to you. But not only that, but like owing it to your own work, right? Like we know now, we know now. what these things can do to you and we also know that uh there are ways that you can live and be healthier in fact you know i saw this ted medical talk years ago and this one doctor said it is to a whole room of doctors and this was really eye-opening to me he goes we all know that if we could just get people to take their meds to exercise and to eat well we could eradicate about 75 percent of the of the medical conditions and everybody said yeah absolutely you know and and I suddenly heard that and I go, you know, it's funny. Almost everyone I know with serious conditions don't do one of those three things, mm-hmm. including me at the time. Right. So I, right. I said, they said, okay, well I'm going to handle this then I got to handle it. But the other thing I got to say, so we're talking about physical, uh, Werner Herzog, great director, everything. Uh, he did a, uh, the one of those masterclass.com things. Right. And he did, he did his own masterclass on there. And one of the things he said is when he was writing a script what, as he's going through and doing that, he prepares himself by reading only the best, most you know, epic uh, Icelandic poetry. Playing Beethoven, he only wants the masterworks, the greatest things around him in his mind when he sits down to create. I started thinking about music, art, literature as part of my diet.
1: Oh, and
0: and I've also thought of that as the the people around me as part of my. My diet as well, because I think all of these things come together. I mean, I know it's a little bit out there, but what are are your your thoughts?
1: You're on it. No, keep going. Keep going. Okay. So, I mean, basically,
0: my my point being that um, it is that garbage in, garbage out thing, man. If you spend all your time watching, uh, you know, terrible sitcoms, you're not going to turn around and write a Pulitzer winner. I'm I'm sorry, and not even saying that you couldn't, but you you got to have yourself in a state. You got to have yourself. Uh, in a place where ideas are coming and there's there's things with with depth and concepts and things that are moving around, I personally feel to be able to generate something like that. Uh, for instance, the band U two. One of the things they do is before they go make an album, they purposefully listen to certain types of music to get their heads all in the same spot, and then they can they they get together to start working. So, anyway, that those are my thoughts. Cliff, what? No, I,
1: what? I, I no, I agree. It, it's it. It, to me it's 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 not you know people they they chalk it up to well okay he's going to get um he's going to get preachy on me and it's not that at all like i mean i just when i started to get my life right my head right my relationships right um my lifestyle right i didn't want to watch uh, gore on tv anymore yeah I'm right. you know it, it, yeah. To, to me it's like you, i never realized like you know this sounds so daft but like i, I realized like this stuff is literally Going into my head,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, now I'm never going to get on the wagon of TV makes kids violent or any of that crap. I don't, right, you know, right. um, but at the same time, like you said, like having a stickers bar every now and again, going in, and watching to to decompress from several hours of creativity that you want to go. Everybody needs that white static. You know, for Absolutely. me, it's part for me, it's cartoons. You know, okay. like yeah. when 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 life gets too wound up, I'm like, is there a new Avengers movie coming out? And there is. <laughs> there but, always is. You know, like, <laughs> this is the best time to be an adult, man. I'm you, <laughs> just, I'm the only adult sometimes with no kid in these movies, and I don't care anymore. Right. JT's the same.
0: JT's the same way for my, <laughs> my co-host. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm, you know, and, and then all these other no adults. I think give me crap because I'm like, you know, you're, you're, you 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 want to be here too. You just have a kid, so shut up. But <laughs> no, we all need to have that. Because life gets serious, man. Life, gets, you know, and, and, and it's, yeah. it's not to make it all sudden, suddenly flippant. You know, it's, it's, it's. Um, I do believe that, that artists, in order to capture the essence of an emotion, of a moment, um, of a relationship, of uh, a mindset. I'm always careful. When, we do tend to immerse ourselves more acutely or the ability to to entrench ourselves more in that moment and that feeling, not to say that we feel more, that we do more, that it means more, but we to articulate it and to be an artist and, and do that in a way that has people that, I honestly think that that's what draws folks to music and writing, is that they all feel that, they all went through that, they all did that, but they don't know how to say it, they don't know how it sounds. And so sure. that's what we do. So that, that raw nerve connectivity, I think, leads us sometimes, and maybe I just say me, it led me to um look to uh stimulants to make that go longer so I can capture more of that absolutely. moment absolutely yeah or, or once it's gone too long been and felt too much then I you know I've used something else like alcohol to dampen that and in the moment again and it's like with health I think you know as with chemicals again it all being I I do believe like you're saying it connected to that same nexus um that we we wanted to end now we wanted to be better now we wanted right. to start now start now um that instant gratification addiction uh that 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 makes you know that that makes the overarching issues even worse because yes you know the you know using different uh chemicals can make uh the intensity last longer but for me the mind can only take the heart can only take so much before it it i think becomes numb and and you can't get back to that point anymore with 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 unhealthy practices. you have to do it with healthy again, so you have to reel back and and uh and and, and just like you're saying like it's it's this show helps me you know as I talk about it because i you know it, the, these things are brand new to me and, and and needing having a having a platform in which to say, you know this is what I think works. in this case, it's also helping because it's echoing in my head like you're right, you know, hearing what you say, like getting yourself into a womb um uh, 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 of of safety of uh, of enrichment natural enrichment i think that it makes the best work and it makes and it makes it makes me the best person that can be
0: i you know i've i found that um i found that it, it it does that for me as as well you know i think um the other the other side of that being you know i think it's it's so easy to get really really caught up to i mean i think there, there's that adventurous side that we do need to still have Right, which right. is which is sometimes hard because I gotta say, like, um, I did this this podcast episode uh, I think it was last week, a little bit, um, maybe a little bit over that before I before I went away. That was really about the idea of this thing called hauntology, which is a, a kind of a postmodernist philosophical idea that we're consistently, as a culture, moving towards this utopia that we thought we were going to get, we that is never coming, but we refuse to give up on it. So because of right. it, we're just recycling the same ideas over and over again. And just like making copies of copies of copies, they start getting more and more, um, kind of fraction, you know, almost phantom like, and the right. interesting thing, and as a poet, I know you'll love this. The term hauntology was coined by a Frenchman, which means you wouldn't uh-huh. use the H. So it'd be ontology. So there's a phantom present in the word hauntology, which is just fantastic, uh, However, it makes me think about that because so many times, I mean, tell me, you know, Cliff, I'm sure you've seen this. How many times have you gone and seen some new thing and just realized, oh, it's a, just a retelling of this one other thing that we've seen a million times already? Not discounting that those stories are, are there for a reason and retold over and over again. But it is sometimes with art, especially when you start reading about. Uh, you know, what you need to do to be a successful author or whatever, people will tell you there's formulas like crazy. And genre does matter. I'm not saying it doesn't. And there's not, you know, I'm not saying there's not forms either. But when everyone's doing paint by numbers, then, man, no one's ever going to break a cycle. No one's ever going to find something new and different. It's like if everyone's trying to write the next modern country, you know, bro country hit song, everything's just going to sound like copies of, you know, bro country songs. That's all it's going to be.
1: I think it's uh, it comes down to your intent. I think the intent matters because your intent will pick up the genre and your intent will decide the form. And there you go. I think trying to to reinvent the wheel. I believe you know again because I was there like because you want like man I want that brand new thing. But then on the other side of that you have people that again <coughs> is oh, man I'm not picking because it's made a lot of money. But I've been given I've given talks and I've gotten questions like well how do I write the next Twilight? Well you just. <laughs> You write the next, and, and there's no answer. That's not gonna make you sound like a snob, you know. But and, and it's not to hate on those people because they really, really did it right. But but she know, wait, she wait, didn't
0: wait, even try to write Twilight. She no. she wrote a book. That's all she did. You know,
1: and and and, it, and, and, and you know as much crap as they want to give her, uh, I bet it made her happy as hell to write it. Oh yeah. You know, you know and because again, I was, I was talking, you know, I talk about that incessantly. Is that, you know, with art that that once you get into, it, I think it, it, it I think it feeds into itself. Again, that figure eight is it's not so much a circle in life as the figure eight that if you're a healthy of mind that you're going to create healthy products and those healthy products feed your feed you feed your mind feed feed others and i think that it's, it's you know we're all going to feel bad you know again you know acknowledge man i feel like garbage today and then write about that but if i had to pick a music genre that art needs to emulate it should be the blues and the fact that mm. you know man i feel bad right now but every one of those songs the point is it's going to be all right yep it's going to, it's going to be okay and i'm not being folky about that i mean it's going to be all right it's when people become apathetic that's that's when life gets dangerous you know and that's and and, and, and you, you have to in and, and if you go into like you said that the whole i believe it, uh, everything is tying back to what you started with it was an, if you wake up with intent and you wake up with presence you know presence of mind and, and you know again here I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to my cartoon roots the first uh the first kung Fu Panda. Yeah, nice movie. yeah, Where the turtle, the turtle Good movie. right before he right before he passes on, he goes, you know, there's the don't worry about the past. You can't predict the future. You know, the present is is here. It's yours. That's why it's called a present. It's a gift. Like, yeah. you know, And I was like, that's so deep, man. But it it is, you know, it's all we know that we have is now. And, it's, and it used to depress the crap out of me like, oh, my God, what do you mean? No, but when you when when or or my mind would go to like, all right, like I do something really stupid and really wild because tomorrow but when again maybe it's age that's toned me down a little bit but it's made every day every hour like i i I honestly when i get out and i do yard work now you know whereas before it was rush 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 get it done get it done about six seven years ago while i was writing my first book now i don't lollygag but i'll stop and go god it smells good out here you know i never noticed how blue that sky was and it sounds so hokey that's right though you know, yeah. you just you you just you know where I was going with chemicals to in my erroneous mindset at the time that this is going to make me more aware of life. It really is the sobriety, the the, the clean, clear mindset that makes everything not just more palatable but but delicious and state.
0: Hey, you know, I, I can't help but, uh, but agree completely. There was a metaphor I heard. And since, you know we're recording this on uh, Holy Thursday, right? So we're just a few days yes. before Easter. So there was a, a sermon, and I don't remember who gave it, uh, several years ago that I heard. And he was referring to the image of Christ being crucified on the hill, and there was a thief on each side. And he said, think about this for a moment. There's a thief on each side. One represents the past. You can be lost in the past. One represents the future, and it can—if you're only thinking about the future, moving towards the future, it can steal your life. The only salvation is in the is in the center, is in the present, and that that is uh, that's where it is. And I think what you're talking about too, and and I think everything we're talking about, whether it's it's you know physically getting yourself to. Uh, kind of a a healthy place. And I think a lot of it has to do with our brains get all kinds of neurotic and weird when we're sleeping and, and, you know, sometimes getting up and moving and meditating or whatever. That's just, it's basically us just like good maintenance for our brains to allow us to stay clear and understand what's going on, you know? And, um, and I, I, a lot of it is just keeping ourselves in the present. There's, there's a lot of people who swear by, um, these things called, uh, I think it's art, like artist pages, or the the morning journal, which is from the uh, I think it's the artist journey, which is a book. Uh, I know a lot of people really swear by those. I tried it for a bit. I didn't really find it that useful, but a lot of people do. So maybe that's something mm-hmm. for our listeners to consider. But the thing I would maybe ask everyone to consider is: uh, Do you have a physical practice? And if you don't, don't be judgmental about it. Just Try to find something. You know, you don't have to just suddenly turn vegan and start thinking you're going to work out seven days a week. It's not going to happen like that.
1: And that's and that's that's in its own way, you know, equally if not more so detrimental or at least unhealthy. Oh yeah. You know, th- there's a reason there. There are countless, countless writers and painters and photographers and musicians that that were habitual walkers. Oh, big time. You know, big you know, time. You know what I'm saying? It, it just is. I mean, I was talking to um on, on, this, on Dante's today. Um, he owns. Cherokee Music Center named David Suddeth. He okay. says that every day that um, he will get outside, walk, exercise, that he'll read 10 pages at least a day of something motivational, the Bible, some motivational book, but not, not social media, like actually read off the page. And that just, that bit me, you know, it's like, again, it it, it 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 in that you leave your phone in the house when you walk that's another mm. thing because don't be playing pokemon go and get hit by a truck being grown <laughs> person. that's that's, that's, that's like the worst way to go i, yeah. I don't want lie lie I tell i got to eat my shark but don't <laughs> tell people that you know but it's it's in in his baby steps you know it, again and, I, and i'm still taking those baby steps it's a very buddhist mindset you know this this you know this steady as it goes steady wins the race it really does as much as we all want it now
0: it, it is it is persistence. It's what you do over time. You know, I, I remember hearing uh, this this guy from Stan from uh, Stanford, his professor, was talking about if you really want to start a habit of flossing, you don't have to commit to flossing every day. All you got to commit to is flossing one tooth, and if you floss one tooth, then uh, then you've hit your goal. But the right. reality being is that you're much more likely to floss a couple teeth. Then, you know what I mean? And like, it's, it's, you're putting, or like, if you're going to go to the gym in the morning, we'll put all your gym clothes and everything and your, your shoes right where your feet hit the floor. You know, I mean, you're doing these little tiny things that help you build it up. Like I say, like, if you haven't done anything, if you're, if you're physically not active or anything like that, there's so much free stuff. You don't have to do anything crazy. Find, find a free yoga thing, you know, and then, uh, and just say, Hey, I'm going to try to do this tomorrow. Just tomorrow. And okay. and then see how you feel, and then say, well, maybe, maybe I'll try again the next day. Because I guarantee, you, if you haven't done yoga in a while, you're going to start. It's, it's going to suck. You're going to feel pretty bad. You're going to feel right. clumsy. It's not going to hurt you. Right, you're right, going right. to feel clumsy. So, but the, I mean, the, the thing is, is just little things build up. If you start, if you start eating right, you're not going to want to sit there and be uh, be lazy. If you start exercising, you're not going to want to start keep eating crap. It just it, these things are recursive. So uh, at any rate. I just consider developing a health practice. Consider trying to learn about eating healthy and actually get good information. Don't suddenly think oh, I'm going to be healthy. Uh, I'm going to be vegan. I'm going to make a vegan chocolate cake. That's dumb. <laughs> right. That's an actual example, by the way. I won't name names. That's an actual person. Uh, but the the uh, the point being that uh, you know this is it's it's okay to be kind to yourself. You don't have to beat yourself up. You don't have to have your your self worth tied up in it. It helps you. It's just going to make you better and stronger. You know, no one, no one's telling you, you have to do it. I recommend it. I definitely, right. definitely recommend it.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it it's, it's um, it doesn't feel like it at the time, but it, it does. It is a practice of of reward. It really is big time.
0: Well, Cliff, uh, you know, I think we've said quite a bit about it. Do you have anything else you want to add before we uh, close this
1: episode? For once in life, I've got to say, I think I'm tapped out. I think, I think, <laughs> I, think I am I'm too. too. I, think I need to.
0: All right, sounds great. Now, um, I do want to just kind of throw out, and I won't go into specifics. We want to make sure the schedules work out. But we are going to start bringing some more people onto the show, uh, people who are experts in different areas that are going to help kind of uh, give us perspective on things and maybe help give our listeners perspectives in ways that they can use it in their own creative career. Um, But for now, I think this has been really solid. Cliff, once again, thank you so much. And to everybody listening, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen. Please, if you could... uh, Do a review, leave a review for us. And wherever you're listening, it does help us to to grow and it helps more people find out about us. But until next time, make sure you keep on writing and we'll see you then. Both Clifford Brooks and myself want to say thank you for spending your time with us. We hope you took some things away from this that you can apply to your own life. We're going to be continuing forward in this podcast having guests, showing new perspectives and new ideas you can apply to your own life. The music for this episode was provided by the fantastic Justin Johnson. You can find him at justinjohnsonlive.com. You can find Clifford Brooks at southerncollectiveexperience.com. And you can find me at michaelamaday.com or worldpoetryopenmic.net. Join us for this next episode and bring your ideas with you. It's our goal to help you get from where you are to where you want to be until we meet again.